Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, throughout the NFL preseason, which continues tonight, the VEASAN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month, so it's coming up here, and we're going to help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, which we're going to get to with Notre Dame Navy, and football contest strategies. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $199. Sign up today, vcin.com slash subscribe. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Fired up to be here on a Friday. Sharp money. It is vcin, the sports betting network. Hope you're having a nice week as we launch into six months of heaven. And that is football tomorrow, week zero. Dustin Sweetelson, Mike Samich. I'm Patrick Maher. And just quickly, before we get to Notre Dame Navy, and we'll talk about the weather and the implications there, Samich, for those that are kind of floating around Vegas, you're going to be part of a panel at Circa. I believe it is coming up tomorrow with Mike Palm. You want to give us some details there? It is, yes. Yeah, the kickoff panel for football over at Circa. Mike Palm's hosting it. Uh, there's going to be four of us panelists from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. It's free over at Circa. If you want to come join us, uh, you can submit questions via Twitter or live in the audience. Any type of football betting related questions. We're going to talk college football, talk NFL, talk strategy, and it's their contest sign-up weekend as well. So it's a promotion for their both their Millions contest as well as Survivor. Should be an absolute blast. You're going to get sick of me this week on VEASAN. I'll be on, I think it's eight hours on Saturday and Sunday talking football. Well, you're a great dude. We look forward to it. So more information, go to circusports.com for the panel. Great job with Palm and Samich. Navy, Notre Dame, let's jump into it, boys. 20 and a half. Uh, the opener, as far as the total, 50 and a half. We're down to 48 and a half. 49 DraftKings is showing. So we're showing officially on our number 48 and a half. Some of that has to do, as far as the total coming down a bit, uh, new clock rules. So I just want to get this out of the way. The clock runs... Um, 
after every first down. That's what you're used to in college football. It's gonna it's gonna continue to run as far as stopping as opposed to um, stopping, I should say, except in the last two minutes of each half. So you're going to have possessions limited. These are two teams in Navy and Notre Dame that want to run the football. Also, we should talk about the kind of turnover here. Navy's got a new head coach. Navy's got a new offensive coordinator. Second year for Freeman, Notre Dame, but a new offensive coordinator, new head coach. I don't expect both teams to be finely tuned. Two teams that like to keep it on the ground generally, although Hartman might change things a little bit, and that triple option with the new offensive coordinator may go a little bit more to the pass. Uh, This is a team in Navy that was great last year defending the run against Notre Dame, gave up just 66 yards on the ground. And they do bring back, the reason I like them taking the number, they bring back production in what they do. And that is offensive line, 78% of their production is back. And rush yards, 84% of the production for Navy is back. I think it's going to be sloppy. They're traveling to Dublin. Their inner clock is going to be all waxed out because it's 7.30 there, not necessarily here. And the weather is going to be a little inclement. Let's go ahead and dive into Navy-Notre Dame here, Samich. This is an interesting one. The total was what, what was interesting to me right out of the Gate. You mentioned the new clock rules. Just to put that in perspective, uh, it actually was interesting watching film from last year's games. You saw anywhere from two seconds after the first down was awarded, they would start running the clock to as high as 15 seconds after the first down was awarded, they would start rolling the clock. So there was variance depending on what conference you were watching, how much this is going to affect the totals. Uh, There's about 20 first downs in each half of college football. If you assume five of those happen in the final two minutes, that means there's about 15 first downs that happen in each half. So you're talking about three and a half, four minutes of game action that is going to wind off the clock that did not last year. So that's going to be the effect you're going to see on the game. As far as that being one of the reasons totals are getting bet down. That is already baked into all of these point totals. Vegas has already taken into account, my guess is between three and four points in each one of these games and brought the total down off the numbers that they believe were set. So if you're coming in here one day before week zero and you're saying, I'm going to bet the unders because of these new rules, you're about three weeks late because they were already factored in a while ago. So I want to make sure we get that out of the gate right away. Now, this one opened at 50 and a half. You mentioned the weather. That's really why we've seen this gone down, and that's the majority of the arguments for the under here. Uh, some of those rushing stats you were mentioning, Navy 130th in college football with running, throwing the ball only 16.23% of the time last year. Notre Dame actually 118th, only 40% throws. I expect Notre Dame to flip that and throw a little bit over 50% this year with Hartman and a better set of wide receivers. I do like the over here because of the series tendency we've seen. The last 10 years, they've averaged around 62 points in this game, which is kind of surprising because of the two teams that you're seeing and, and you've consistently seen more of rush offense on both sides. It's going to be interesting to see how Navy tries to defend this Notre Dame team as well. I mentioned how they went into press coverage and that worked in the second half. That won't work this year, so they need to kind of switch it up and figure out a new way to defend Notre Dame here. I don't really like either side in this game. When I broke it down, I think this is about right. And last year, what Notre Dame did in the second half scares me to the point where I'm not willing to lay the 20 and a half here. They really shut it down. They decided to to take the foot off the accelerator. They took a couple deep shots, but for the most part, just tried to run the football and run out the clock. I could see Notre Dame getting up early and then letting Navy back into the game, understanding Navy doesn't have the offense to be able to score enough in the time allotted in the clock. If it pops 21, would you be willing to take with Navy? No, I passed on 21 and a half. I passed on 21. To me, if I'm going to play this game, it would be either the over or Notre Dame first half because I do believe Notre Dame is going to come out and be successful offensively. When you're trying to defend a team like Navy, 
past precedents and, and having experience against them, a huge advantage. Also playing them week one, a pretty big advantage because you are able to st- have two, three weeks to prepare for this triple option offense. Whereas yeah. if you're in season, you only have a week to get ready. So to me, you have a preparation advantage for the unique offense on Navy's side, which often gives Navy an advantage. And you have a Notre Dame team that I think has more weapons than they did last year. And Navy not really sure how to defend those weapons right out of the gate. Yeah, it'll be interesting, the tempo. I mentioned the two new OCs, big guy. It'll be interesting because these are two teams that had no tempo. If you look to last year and beyond, it'll be interesting to see if Notre Dame gets going a little bit more. Navy also with a new coordinator, but the tempo would lend itself to an underplay here. What concerns me about Notre Dame, and again, they're just rotating studs in. Freeman's done a hell of a job with recruiting, but most of that front seven's gone. They don't have a ton of talent outside outside of Jaden Thomas. They've got obviously kids that are going to show and prove. I think it's going to take a little bit for Notre Dame to get going. I will take it with Notre Dame. Where are you? Excuse Man. me. I will take it with Navy. Where are you at? I am. I've I've gone back and forth with this game. I'm trying to find a bet because you know it's the first game of the season, <laughs> so I'm not going to just watch it and not have a bet on it. But you you guys mentioned it. Brian Newberry's first year as the head coach. He brings in an offensive coordinator, Grant Chestnut from Kennesaw State. The goal there is for him to add a passing element to this team, not necessarily be a passing team, but be able to throw the ball a little bit. But we always see in these transitions from that full triple option to wanting to to get the ball in the air more, they just don't have the players to do it normally, which is a concern. It could work out, but there's a lot unknown about this offense and the transition they're making. Then you look at the Navy defense. I mean, they were the best in the AAC on third down last year, best in getting stops. They were second in the league in sacks, second in the nation at stopping the run a year ago, which is kind of crazy because you would think they don't have the big boys up front. And the thing about the Navy defense is the best unit is the secondary. So if Notre Dame is going to throw it, you're competing against their best unit. I am really struggling to try and try and find a play here. Look, Navy hasn't beaten Notre Dame since 2016. That was a one point win. They've lost by three, 28, 32, 22 and seven uh, since their last win. That's an average loss of 12.2 points per game in the margin. I might go something on the first half here but I have a lot of concerns about betting the full game because we have so much unknowns. And then I haven't gotten into Notre Dame, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback who should be able to air it out. My assumption would be is the run game would be too physical for for Notre Dame to against Navy's defense, but I just read off all those stats from last year where they were great against the run. System versus studs. Dustin d- just did a great job, Samich, outlining exactly what we're dealing with here. You're talking Notre Dame studs, and then you're talking Navy system, meaning you've got defensive tackles that lay two, weigh 225 pounds playing at Navy. Like, these are completely <laughs> different, like beasts, literally different human beings. They can't recruit what Notre Dame and the other big schools recruit. It's just about the system. And that 12-2 point diff is remarkable when you think about the difference in talent. It really is. And you're, you're hit the nail on the head on the system side here, specifically offensively with a triple option. The system was what made Navy interesting here because you didn't see them at all or that specific style of offense at all, all year, except for one or two times when you're playing the service academies. Now with a little slight switch, it's going to be interesting to see if that makes it easier to play against Navy because it's not a hundred percent system. Now you're going to have to have some of the athletes on the outside to make plays in the passing game. You can't just run fullback dive for three yards, run it four times and get a first down off those 12 yards. So 
the way this game is play called is from the OC perspective is going to be very interesting on the Navy side. I don't believe they're just going to air this puppy out. I think you're still going to see a good 80% run here from Navy. The question is, are they going to be able to move the ball on the ground with who they have in that offense? And are they going to be able to move the ball from the shotgun as well? It is easier to defend a shotgun triple option than it is to defend an under the center triple option because you have so many more sneaky plays where the quarterback fakes the hand, the dive, fakes the pitch, and then runs right behind the fullback. You have all these different options you have when you're running that triple option offense under center that aren't really there when you're running it out of pistol. Uh, I'm just laughing because death, taxes, and Navy's going to throw the ball more this year. <laughs> I mean, those are the three things. <laughs> like, literally, that's all we ever hear. New offensive coordinator, they are going to run the football. Again, 50 and a half on the opener. You lost the best of it on the total, but I do like the under there in Dublin. The biggest number on the board, potentially a statement game for USC. We're coming back. San Jose State here in Los Angeles. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season. Come on now. You know this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Sign up today $199 to get everything we offer through the Super Bowl. Or you want to give it a month? $19. That's simple. VSIN.com slash subscribe. You can see the battle. When the picks are sent out every single day, you see the leaderboard. You can see the battle throughout the football season between Wes Reynolds and Mike Somich. Mike Somich <laughs> joins us here on set there at the South Point with the big guy. This is Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice week. Get prepared. The avalanche is coming tomorrow, week zero of the NFL. I want to talk about 
Ohio at San Diego State. That was two yesterday. DraftKings just went to three on San Diego State. I think that number's going the wrong way, so I'll go against the steam. But we were having a conversation during the break that I think is worth repeating, and that is anytime you talk, it sounds trite, and every time you hear somebody on VEASAN or another outlet say, well, it starts with the quarterback and health. Well, it truly does. I mean, when you're talking about these season-long props, how about this, boys? How many quarterbacks started a game in the NFL last year? There's 32 teams. I'll give you the answer. 68. Wow. So two plus a team. How many NFL teams started three or four quarterbacks? A handful. That's a lot. What's, what's that tell you? That health isn't guaranteed. That's just the way it is. Why are we discussing Michael Penix Jr.? So we were talking Washington and Penix Jr. and potentially the best offense in college football. Those wide receivers are ridiculous. And Penix Jr., when healthy, has been ridiculous. However, you look at a season-long prop, Samich, and you can take it from here. It's dropped what, close to 900 yards as far as passing yards. Now, a lot of that has to do with the clock change and the rules change, but there's more to it. Let's jump into some of these passing yard props. Yeah, three of the quarterbacks that jumped out to me when you look at the full season props were the big guys, right? Penix Jr., Caleb Williams, Drake May. All of them are between 900 and 1,100 yards under last year's passing totals for their prop this year, which was very surprising to me. If you look at the, the time that I expect off the clock, I'm talking about a approximately 10% of the clock will be bled off now with this new rule. So you're looking about three minutes in each half that you're not going to see anymore. If you take 10% off of their throwing totals, you're still four, five, 600 yards over what the projected total is this season. So really, it feels like if you're going to bet these overs on their passing yards, it's really all about do they stay healthy? Because look, Penix Jr. threw for 4,600 yards last year. His total sitting at 3,700 yards this year. So about a 10 or 20% drop-off year-over-year in production. If he's healthy for 12 games, he's going over 3,700 yards. That's a no-doubter, right? So it's all about whether or not these guys are healthy. And to me, I'm willing to take the over on Penix Jr. I'm willing to take the over on Caleb Williams. I'm willing to take the over on Drake May. Because if you play him as a set and two of the three stay healthy, you're going to end up cashing two of these over tickets. There's a hedge on health always. So remember, these season-long bets, they're fun. And if you have the bankroll... They're certainly worthy of an investment. Just understand a lot of it can be thrown out the window early in a season if somebody who is oft injured, like Michael Penix Jr., big guy, we saw that at Indiana as well, gets hurt. Yeah, and I, I, I guess with these bets, the, the one thing I guess I hesitate in betting them is just like it's hard to get off of them, right? There, there's hard to find outs when things aren't going your way late. Like with a 30 or 25 to 1 futures ticket, you can usually come back the other way and find a way to at least break even. With a lot of these props, I don't even know if they're up during the season. It can be hard for you, but th- it it seems really weird that they're expecting this much of a drop-off when, like, the rules change all the time, and, like, these stats have been pretty consistent of what some of these types of guys do year in and year out in these big-time college offenses. Like, I don't envision Michael Penix taking a step back. The only thing stopping him from going over this number, which is, what, 3750 is if he doesn't play every game or if they're absolutely decimating people and he gets pulled early. Well, if you look at the Pac-12 as well, it's a passing league. You're not going to see as big of an effect from these these clock rules because you're going to see so many teams airing it out as well, which will give Caleb Williams and Penix Jr. the opportunity to be able to get more of these pass yards. So to me, it really does come down to health. And to Dustin's point, it's a portfolio of bets here. It's not like a future bet where you're trying to find ways to hedge. Sure. You're looking to bet 10 to 12 of these, and you're looking to go 8 and 4, right? You're trying to have a, a profitable so portfolio. units. 
spread them out. Yeah, so you're trying to go, you have a profitable portfolio. You're still using the, the same idea of 1% to 5% of your bankroll on each one of these futures, but you're choosing how much you want to actually tie up. And you have to really like these if you're going to tie them up. I'm not someone who's going to sit there and bet 40 team totals before the season because I don't want to tie up that much of my bankroll when I would rather attack a lot of those teams situationally and when I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. Injuries happen and kill team totals too, right? You talked about four quarterbacks in the NFL, Patrick. I bet those teams all went under their total last year or the majority of them did. It, it's the injuries affect not just these player props, but also what the team can do as well. So I'm, I'm looking for anywhere from 10 to 12 of these props I really like. Play that as a, a portfolio of the 12 of them. Try and go eight and four. Try and make a profit off that and then move along to the next season. Certainly a correlation with success and injury. Just ha Jeff Hostetler ain't walking through that door, big guy. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's discuss this one, and I'm a little surprised by the movement. Two yesterday, Ohio at San Diego State. This is 4 p.m. Let's go to Snapdragon. Aztecs hosting the Bobcats. Two, it's up to three. Okay, DraftKings just popped three with San Diego State, the home team, laying at 48.5 on the total. First off, I know he had the ACL last year, but Curtis Work is going to be the best player on the field, a fifth-year guy in the same system. Very good. Nathan Work, remember, was a great quarterback at Ohio. His brother, uh, he's good to go. And the offense is loaded. Eight offensive starters return for Ohio. The wide receivers are loaded. The backfield has some nice parts. The line is loaded with vets. It's a team that is comfortable in the system with a ton of experience returning turning on offense. And then conversely, the strength of San Diego state last year, Samich was that defense. And essentially they just lost everybody from that front seven. Now, unless they dipped into the basketball team and grabbed some of those studs to play defense, because they probably could San Diego state, I think takes an, I think they take a step back this year. And again, this is more just to play on Ohio because I like the squad coming in this year. And Curtis Rourke, if he's healthy, is going to be the best player on the field. And I'm catching three. I'll take it. I'm surprised this one got back to three. Uh, we, we were at three and a half for a while. They're sitting with Ohio. This got down all the way to two for SDSU. It's now been bet back up to three. Uh, at three, I, I'm a little interested in Ohio. At three and a half, I'm a buyer on Ohio. I think that's the key number for me. I may still get involved at three. I already bet the under in this game. That was my best look. I liked under 49. These are two teams. They're going to want to keep the ball on the ground. You mentioned Ohio. They've got five upperclassmen offensive linemen. They're returning their, their top three rushers as well. San Diego State, not a team that's really going to spread it out and try and chuck it all around the field. And I do think San Diego State's going to be able to slow Ohio down. And we're going to see one of those grind them out games. We've talked about the new rules quite a bit. This is one of the games that's going to be affected quite a bit by it. I think you're going to see both these teams have success on the ground, but have long drives while doing it. I don't think you're going to see very many big plays pop. I think it all points to going under that 49 total. And I'm a buyer at Ohio at three. At three and a half, I get, I'm going to actually get a real bet in there. But at three, I'm still a little interested in Ohio. Yeah, you nailed it, Samich. San Diego State, they want to crawl, not run in this game. A good group of backs. They were a bottom 20 FBS offense last year. I mentioned the defense was awesome for them last year. It's a contrast in styles because Ohio is going to be a very good offense this year, big guy. Yeah, I. so I'm with you. I'm on Ohio. There's a couple reasons why. One, I think it's going to be a grinded-out game. And I think the thing San Diego State does best is limit the run. And I think Ohio is the team that has more of a, 
a passing element that can score when needed. I don't think they're going to chuck the ball in San Diego State, but I think being able to be the better passing team will help them in the long run. They've got a bunch of receivers that are weapons. Last year, their defense was sixth to last nationally in pass yards allowed per game, which is irrelevant to me because on the other side, San Diego State, I don't know what I'm getting from their passing attack. They're going to be a run-first team, so that plays into Mike's point about the total. And the, the thing about the Ohio defense is we don't know what we're getting. Right, We don't know. They're very inconsistent the first six games, but they finished strong in the final eight games. So I can see this being a slug it out really deep into the fourth quarter. Ohio finds a way to cover or even win the game on a passing touchdown. I think that's the kind of vibe we're going for here. I trust Ohio's offense more than I trust San Diego State. San Diego State's a very conservative team. Like, they have turnovers with, like, the option teams. They rank right up there with, like, Navy and Army and some of these other teams that don't throw the ball ever in limiting their turnovers on offense. They're a conservative team. They're winning with that base 3-3-5 defense, and they're going to shut teams down on the ground. That is their goal, San Diego State. I think Ohio just has a little bit more firepower to find a way to score when it matters. Yeah, well done. Well done. And again, it's two ball control teams. It's not like Ohio is going to light it up and just go tempo, tempo. So to your point, Samich, that 48 and a half on the under, I like that as well. Yeah, to me, that's the look of the game here. And we're talking about the Notre Dame-Navy game where you've had consistently more points in that series. The total was sitting at the same light level. It's a 48-and-a-half, 49-type total. To me, this is the game that's much more likely to go under if you're looking those two. I, I, I agree with everything that Dustin said as well. To me, this is just going to be one of those very grind em out type games. Again, if we can get three-and-a-half with Ohio, sign me up for that. But love the under here. Okay, let's transition. We've got plenty more to do. Week zero, let's go to the NFL. And I mentioned kind of a theme this week with teams, the Ravens, the Packers. I'm looking at my notes here, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bears. Those four teams will be discussed with Mike Samich as we continue. Sharp Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show host and guests. You'll get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. You can sort by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and see which VEASAN experts have the hot hand for VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we welcome you back. Mike Samich, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. And as I look at the board, we're going to open week zero in Dublin with Navy and Notre Dame. Just a note, Notre Dame just got hit to 21 at DraftKings, so favored by 21 over the midshipmen tomorrow. With that, we welcome in Malik Zaire, of course, the former Notre Dame standout quarterback. You can check out Malik's podcast, Lucky Lefty Podcast, and find him on Twitter, at Malik Zaire 8. We say hi to Malik. That's right. Are you excited? That's hi, right. Malik. Are you excited for Week 0 and you excited for uh, Notre Dame in Dublin? You know, it's always good when Notre Dame can kick off week zero of college football the right way. You know, we're the only team that can bring that many Irish people over to Ireland <laughs> and make it a bonanza that won't be forgotten. So another classic we're going to give the world and excited for Notre Dame to roll out there. I mean, for Vegas not to give us any more wins than last year. And we got one of the number one transfer quarterbacks. I find it real interesting. I think Vegas got something out there against us. 
So we're looking to turn things around, starting off with the Navy midship. Hey, Malik Mike here. Great to, great to talk to you here. I have a question about the new rules that we've seen implemented so far this year in the college football landscape. There's not going to be any automatic timeouts in the game after first downs. As a quarterback, a former quarterback, how would that adjust your strategy on the offensive side of the ball and how fast you're trying to get your team up to the line after first down? Yeah, you definitely want to play with some pace. Not having the timeout after the first down, essentially, you really get a, a chance to really get a flow of the game. And I think for a lot of uh, quarterbacks, especially a veteran uh, quarterbacks out there, they can work faster with pace. The whole looking at the sideline thing and checking back, I think they'll get a, a rid of that a little bit just because moving fast, you want to be able to uh, be within that play clock and, and, and be a little more uh, simple on offense. Defensively, it works out great, especially for the two-minute drill in the game. You see how it, it definitely uh, caused a lot of commotion on the professional level. But for college, it'll definitely change the dynamic of in the game. And you'll probably not have a bunch of uh, uh, six, seven overtimes that we've seen in the last five or six years of college football. You'll see a lot more endings. And uh, I think it'll be good, you know, good for guys to get closer to playing in more of the professional rules anyway. Lucky Lefty is the podcast. Malik Zaire here on Sharp Money, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Tell us about Marcus Freeman, year two. Has he reached out to former players like yourself, kind of bringing that familial aspect back to the program? Nine and four last year after starting 0 and 2, so a good finish to the season. Yeah, Marcus Freeman is the guy that is the perfect fit for this generation of football, especially trying to lead a team on a college football level. Marcus Freeman has the personality for a very welcoming, uh, created with the with the football office, an alumni weekend for all the players to be able to come back during the spring game and, and, and reconnect with the guys past, present, and in the future alumni with the players on the team. So uh, Marcus Freeman is a player's coach in every aspect, but he's got that nuance of uh, being able to be a, a leader as well that may not be the one tackling and making touchdowns on the field, but it's just as infectious as a, a man Titano was for us, except he's on, he's our head coach. So I think it, it'll bring a lot of uh, bravado, it'll bring a lot of confidence to a team that is, at the end of the day, I mean, we're, we don't have Brian Kelly, and he was a great uh, piece to Notre Dame's history of football for those 10 years being the winning head coach. So not that we're necessarily replacing that, but filling the shoes of somebody that, you know, deserves a lot of credit in that aspect. I think Marcus Freeman is the right fit for it, and, Year two, he's been through a lot through one year, but year two is looking a lot of uh, a lot more upside. And you look at the Notre Dame schedule, three key games on there. You're facing at home against Ohio State. You're at home against USC at Clemson. You mentioned Sam Hartman earlier transferring in from Wake Forest. How big of an impact is that to have a sixth-year senior quarterback when you have these massive, massive games on your schedule? Yeah, that's what we signed him for. We got the three biggest games in college football this year against Ohio State, against Clemson, and you know, against USC and, and Caleb Williams. So uh, we signed Sam Hartman to 43 games, and we're looking to cash in, man. Uh, we, <laughs> we're we all in on Sam Hartman and that, being able to let go of two quarterbacks to other schools that, you know, could have did a great job for us and, and won some games. But, you know, we had to uh, go out fishing for a bigger fish to, to handle these three specific games because I think this can change the tide of not only the program, but it can change the tide for a Notre Dame program that uh, doesn't get a lot of respect in these big games. So we found the answer for it. A lot of teams don't think we can play well in big games. Well, we got a big-time quarterback from what a lot of people believe to, to fix those and alleviate those 
issues. So, uh, you know, in terms of fixing the issues, we, we try to adjust it this offseason. I think we've done it with Sam Hartman. We still got to go out there and do it, but from making the right moves and getting closer to that without having to do uh, all the, the, the crazy things you see in college football to get quarterbacks, I think we've done it the right way uh, to give ourselves a chance this year. Malik, can you tell us about playing Navy? Of course, you were a quarterback, but preparing for a team that runs the triple option can be tricky. Do you think kind of having the offseason leading into Week Zero helps Notre Dame here? Yeah, it helps Notre Dame a lot from attention to detail. It's one of those games where uh, they're going to do all the right things. You just have to beat them on that out execution. And for us to be able to have a detail-oriented game like that for the first game, it's going to give us the confidence and, you know, we're going to be able to work some of the younger guys then getting ready for week four. So this is a great start. It's different than going against, you know, a, a, a community college or something like that, week zero, getting to place a team, a team that not only uh, is it's hard to beat on an in-and-out in basis, but for us to have the attention to detail to overcome that and play strong coming out, it's going to help us for week four against Ohio State for sure. Now, Malik, you played at Notre Dame, you played at Florida, you ran out of a lot of fun tunnels in your time at college. Obviously, running into that Notre Dame stadium, we'll, we'll call that number one. What was your favorite road stadium to run into that really got your juices flowing getting ready for a game? Definitely the Florida State game when they had Jameis Winston and Jalen Ramsey. They was number five coming off a championship. Uh, they gave us a small little baby locker room, and, you know, it was like the fans were literally sitting on top of us, and, it was just that community feel. I mean, they really gave us a bad locker room for that. And to be so close, it felt like we were like, I think the band had a better locker room than we did going into that game. So <laughs> running out and then seeing the smoke and it being a huge nighttime game and all the, all the fixings made it, you know, college football worthy. Malik Zaire, of course, former Notre Dame and Florida quarterback here on Sharp Money. Let's talk quarterbacks. A quarterback that's looking to go back-to-back -back in the Heisman market, that is Caleb Williams. What do you like about the USC quarterback? Man, I love Caleb Williams. Uh, you know, I got the pleasure to know him before he was uh, uh, end up going to Oklahoma. So, you know, it's, it's awesome to see a kid that uh, you really had a lot of uh, faith in going into it, making a big splash, end up you know, doing the things that he does. So it's not a surprise to see just the success of what he's doing. I mean, he's definitely the top two quarterback, if not, you know, number one going into this, this season. And it's rightfully so. I mean, he's very dynamic. He's got all the intangibles, you know. So uh, my favorite quarterback, one of in the in college football, so I think he's going to continue to have a lot of success this year. I mean, you were Lincoln Riley, and he's been printing off uh, success at that position. And, you added, you know, a generational talent with that. I mean, you know, he's got a, a nice run that I think he's looking to continue in the years coming, especially getting Juju Williams. Now looking down the road, Georgia, your betting favorite right now to, to, to three-peat here as your college football champion. Are you going with Georgia or are you going somewhere else here when you're looking who hoists hold, hold, the trophy at the end of the season? Man, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard not to put Georgia, you know, with all the success that they've had the last two seasons. I mean, the iconic defenses and the players they've been able to produce, I mean, it's, it's really unfair. But, you know, you can't count out Alabama and what Nick Saban has cooking over there. Uh, the only thing about the situation this year is that there's no generational quarterbacks over at Georgia and Alabama that, you know, I feel like we could have a good chance of making a run at, at Notre Dame. If any year to do it, uh, I think this is a good year for us to take a great stab at it just because, you know, quarterbacks win games, and especially the big ones, 
You see, C.J. Stroud was competing against Georgia as iconic as they were, but it just shows you what a dynamic quarterback and a receiver can do. You know, even the best defenses have can give up 40-plus points. So the quarterbacks make the difference. I believe Notre Dame is in the top three for quarterback rooms this year, especially over Ohio State and, uh, uh, and over uh, Clemson. You know, SC probably not. We're going to have to really battle that one out. But, you know, I give us, Notre Dame, a good chance of, of, uh, of having a chance of, Winning the championship this year provided that things go right because of our quarterback room being, I think, one of the top in the country. And Alabama and, and, and Georgia is still unproven. They still got to find a guy. Love it, Malik. The podcast, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Enjoyed the conversation, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You could slang it. The Lefty, Lefty, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Malik Zaire. You can find him on Twitter at Malik Zaire 8. Next, big time better, athletic national college football reporter Ari Wasserman joins us. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, sign up for the VSIN Pro annual subscription and you get a free copy of Billy Walter's new book, Gambler Secrets from a Life at Risk. It's a great deal. Use the promo code Billy, B I L L Y, VSIN.com slash subscribe to get it. Remember, the conversation with Billy Walters and Brent Musburger, you can find at VEASAN.com. But again, sign up for the VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get a free copy of Billy Walters' brand new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Mike Samich, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. It's VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network. We're going to welcome in uh, former coach, player, author, Filmmaker, he does it all. Pac-12 network analyst Yogi Roth at Yogi Roth on Twitter, and he joins us now. Hi, Yogi, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Can't wait to get to a game tomorrow night, man. Just leaving USC and our coaches meeting right now, and always enthused when you walk out of the facility knowing there's a game right around the corner. 
And of course you coached there at USC. Let's talk about this team. We were just talking about Caleb Williams before you came on. Tell us what excites you about the player. So much. I mean, his whole makeup uh, is the blueprint, I think, for an elite performer in college right now in terms of how his approach to the game. He's still got that childlike fascination with play. You know, for instance, I was at practice on Tuesday, and he's the last guy off the field because he's just laughing and playing and sitting on the grass and playing catch with his teammates that range from a variety of the positions on the group, a variety of ages, a variety of you know, star rankings, like he just loves the game still. Like he hasn't turned into, you know, what everybody's kind of deeming like, oh, he's just a pro, you know, like he's still playing. You know, so I, I love that part of him. Uh, I think he's a seeker of knowledge. You know, you talk to anybody within that building and they talk about how he's just trying to get better all the time and how he said, hey, what areas do I need to grow on in that team with led by Lincoln Riley and with Kingsbury and all, you know, everybody working with quarterbacks have poured into him and, and he's loved that part of it. And then I think, you know, what he stands for. You know, he's not just a guy resting on his Heisman. You know, he, he knows the deal. He knows what competing is like, and he's driven to win. You know, he's not driven for individual awards. And, and I've always felt this, man, at USC, and I felt it when I coached it there, that when you sign there as a quarterback, you really become a household name. When you start there, you really become a Heisman candidate. I, I truly believe that. And, and he's been able to handle all the things that come with that. And, you know, when it's hard, I'm, I'm sure he's got a great support system. Lincoln Riley's been there and done that. So it, it's hard for me to nail one thing, which is why I love we have three and a half hours in a game. Talk about him. He'll play, he'll have examples, he'll have B-roll. Uh, but he's really impressive as a young man. And uh, I love how he manages himself as a player, as a businessman, as a student. Uh, it's really something I've never seen before. I don't think college football has either in this era. Yogi, a couple segments back, I said the words, the Pac-12 is the most exciting conference this year and the one that I'm looking forward to bet the most. Right now, USC, your favorite there, plus 195, back-to-back champion Utah sitting there at plus 550. Who do you like to come out of the Pac-12 this year, and do you like any teams as sleepers at bigger odds? Yeah, I don't know the odds, but I'll say this. like Washington, to me, is who I picked to win the league uh, in the media poll preseason just based on like what I knew, kind of what I trusted the most. You know, Utah, I still don't know about Cam Rising's health. You know, I just, I just don't know. You know, I, I know who he is and what he is when he's rolling. Uh, and I hope to God he can play next Thursday night against Florida. He's just such a difference maker. Uh, guys won two straight titles. He didn't get a single vote, first or second team, all preseason. He wasn't even an honorable mention quarterback, which to me is a joke and an indictment on voters, but also reflection on the talent at that position in, in the league that you referenced. I think Oregon is getting no play because of SC's dialogue, because of Utah defending champs, because of UW, and, and the sleeper to me would be Oregon State. But, but Oregon's got a roster that's CFP caliber. Uh, and yeah, I'd probably say those guys, those, those five teams is kind of where I net out and, and say UCLA is a hair below. I just watched them practice last week, and they're as complete as a team as, as they've ever had under Chip Kelly in every phase. So they'll, they'll be a hard out for everybody. The challenge in this league, as we all know, um, is it's nine conference games. And in this era where there's been nine conference games in the Pac-12, nobody's ever gone unscathed, right? Whether it's the Oregon teams with Marcus Mariota, the Washington team with um, Jake Browning and Chris Peterson, like nobody's done it. Nobody's done it defeated. And the way the schedule is this year, it's, it's really fun uh, for us as viewers and definitely as a broadcaster where all those teams, for the most part, play each other. 
right? UW plays SC and Utah and Oregon and, and vice versa with all those teams. Oregon State's the one that gets a couple misses, and that's why I wouldn't be shocked if they found their way to the championship game in, in Allegiant Stadium. Yogi Roth joining us here on Sharp Money. Pac-12 network analyst going to be on the USC call tomorrow. Let me ask you, just mention Oregon State. Jonathan Smith, 10 wins last year. Can they run it back, Yogi? DJ in at quarterback, a great offensive front. Tell us about Oregon State this year. Yeah, oh yeah, a thousand percent. They're they're more than capable. DJ Uyunglele uh, comes to Oregon State much like Bo Nix coming to Oregon. By that I mean he's really having fun. You know, I got a chance to spend some time with him. And, and you go to Clemson, you follow Trevor Lawrence. You know, we we can't forget that a lot of these guys went through something that none of us went through as athletes, which is the pandemic, uh, social justice uprising around the country. And there's a lot of things that were hard about that experience for DJ. And now he's at a place where he doesn't have to be the man. He doesn't have to try to be Taj, doesn't have to try to be Deshaun, doesn't have to try to be Trevor, he just be him. And to your point, with the, one of the best offensive lines in the country, probably one of the most consistent offensive lines in the country the last couple of years when you look at the numbers, and the best running back on the West Coast in Damian Martinez. And a good enough receiving core that can get behind defenses in the play-action game. No, by the way, DJ is you know, six. Three six four two fifty six. That's the most physically imposing quarterback, I'd argue, in the country. Let alone this league. When you just look at the sheer size, weight, speed of him, and then you have this defense that was the saltiest in the league last year. They got to replace some guys. But I think they have the tools to do it. And then I, again, you go back to the schedule. So yeah, I, I think that they got a great opportunity to do something that hasn't been done there in the Pac-12 era at Oregon State. And I think we can't ignore the, the chip. I mean, they're the ones that were just kind of left, you know, by everybody. You know, when that decision was made by a lot of the schools in this league, starting here in L.A. Uh, and then moving up to the Northwest and the four-corner schools, uh, I don't know the intricacies of it, but I, I don't imagine a lot of schools are saying, hey, come along with us, Oregon State. So I think that they're going to have an even bigger chip that you always feel when you go to Corvallis. We'll see how they manage that. It becomes something that's, larger than life or if they can handle it like pros. I know Jonathan Smith is as good as you're going to find, I think, as a young head coach in the country. And he's built this thing in a way that not many people can say they've done. Like, true rebuild. That team was terrible when he took it over. And to do what he's doing now and and what he did last year is is an incredible sign of who he is. And you think about what he did year one, he, he was getting transfers in before the transfer portal was really open and really a thing. And he always leaned on this line, which is he was going to try to do common things in uncommon ways. And they've done that when you look at the state of college football now. So I'm all in on the Beavs. Um, probably one of the few guys that have said, you know, I think I could see them in Las Vegas. But, but I can, man. I, I've watched that, that rebuild up close and personal. Very interesting take there under the chip on the shoulder there with everyone else leaving the Pac-12 and them being one of those teams waiting there. And Corvallis, tough place to play at night. Hard to go into Corvallis and win. I want to pivot back to the USC team for a second here. We talked a lot about the offense, but the defense is going to be the key to this USC's team season. We know Lincoln Riley rated the transfer portal, added depth at every single level. What have you seen from this defense in practices, and what do you, what do you kind of expect from this USC defense moving forward this year? Well, they'll be better. You know, we just got out of a meeting with Alex Grinch, their defensive coordinator, and talked a lot about how, like, they're coaching more this training camp versus managing more. And so by that, I mean, like, hey, I can coach you on technique. I can coach you on scheme. I don't have to manage you on effort. to manage you on execution. I have to manage you on preparation. I have to manage you on being early, take care of your body, getting rest, what have you. 
And I, I think that's a sign of a veteran group. Uh, and they've got a core group of veterans coming back. And, and I think for Lincoln Riley, a lot of times you just think, oh, SC added him via the portal. But they do a really nice job of vetting the portal. And by that, I mean, who, who in the portal doesn't want to go to L.A.? Who in the portal isn't asking about NIL? Like, that's just a game. But he, he's really done a nice job of evaluating character and fit. And I've interviewed a handful of those guys. For Anthony Lucas, Jamil Muhammad, Mason Kovic. had him on my podcast. It'll come out in a week or two. Like, these are transfers that were either productive, like Mason Cobb, super productive at Oklahoma State, or a big upside, Anthony Lucas, Bear Alexander. Uh, and you can kind of go around that front seven. I mean, there's nine defensive transfers that are on this roster. All nine won't start, but about seven of them are to contribute. Then the back end just got better, right? They added with Christian Roland Wallace, but they returned Sierra Wright, started last year, uh, one of the best springs on the defense. A, Damani Jackson is a five-star recruit, 10-2-5, 100-meter guy, fastest player in America when he was in high school, but they had an injury in high school, never really recovered fully. Now he finally can cut it loose you know, from a knee injury. You got All-American safety and Kalen Bullock and, and other high-productive guys at the other spots. I, I think that it's going to be a much improved defense. I think that this defense is based on just kind of like old school. Like uh, every high school coach in the country will say, gap integrity that's what this defense is. You've got your area, and you got to handle it. And I think they're just better prepared to handle it uh, with, with a very aggressive scheme. The challenge will be in the back half of the season, the teams that they play. Yogi Roth, you're the best. All information, Yogi, at Yogi Roth on Twitter. We're back. Think of everything you do to provide for your family. A home, food on the table, health care, vacations, and saving for your kids' education. It's all good as long as you're alive. But it's only a drop in the bucket of what they'll need if you die without life insurance. Buying term life insurance is not something you can afford to put off. Call the Term Lifeline now for the lowest possible rates on quality term life insurance. Term life rates are at all-time lows, and we can save you up to 70% if you already... Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.